On this episode of War No Dam Experts, Rebecca and Madi recap their summer here in Great Falls, Montana. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. And I'm Maricela Hazard. And we're no damn experts. And we're also tired from the summer. <laughs> Not of summer, but everything we've been doing. Yeah, it was very shocking to log into Facebook and see all the first day back to school pictures of all my friends and their kids and in that realization that summer might be coming to an end. It might. And I'm going to put money somewhere if it is legal to do. I think September 28th, 2021 is when Great Falls is going to see its first snowfall. That's pretty late compared to when we got it last year. It was the 26th last year. Oh, I thought it was like the 13th or something. Uh, no, no, oh. I would have cried. Um <laughs> But just in a few short weeks, a little over four weeks, we think we're going to have snow on the ground here. Yeah. So to recap everything we did this summer, this episode is going to be 10 hours long. (laughs) No joke. And then to list all the things that we didn't get to, another 10 hours. Exactly. So we recently had the mayor on the podcast. We're going to air that one next week because this one's airing this Friday. And then we are also going to have someone who has been on the river for all of his life. Craig, he is going to join us um, in the studio tomorrow or Friday. Yeah. And we'll air that later on. But what we've gathered is everyone else has been as busy as us. Well, it's this odd thing when you live in Montana. It's like the floodgates open in May and you just know they're slamming shut in September. So you try to cram all this fun activity into these short months where you've got long days, but then some of us still have to have jobs we go to during the week. So then you stress out at your job so you can enjoy a time <laughs> later and you're like, if I wasn't stressed out at my job, I wouldn't need this time off. But, hey, it's a vicious, vicious cycle. Um, we talked with Chance on the episode last week and we mentioned our lake. So that's one of the highlights of my summer is that I went to our lake with my husband and my three-year-old daughter and we made the the hike, the seemingly simple, easy out and back hike. And you know what? It would be if it <laughs> it would be easy if we didn't have my daughter with us. Yeah, or she was her normal self. But for some reason, that morning she woke up a beast <laughs> and remained beast for the rest of the day. But and for our parents listening, uh, we don't condone just leaving your kid at home when they're three. <laughs> no, my, whenever I tell my daughter we have to go somewhere and she's like, I'm going to stay here. I'm like, who's going to watch you? And she's like, Tony and Barb, our puppies. <laughs> I laugh and she's like, no. I'm like, seriously, get in the car, kid. I'm not living with the dogs. But you can take your dogs on the uh, hike out there. And many oh. people do. We opted not to because we knew our hunting type dogs would go crazy. We saw two golden retrievers on the trail. They weren't leashed. You're supposed to leash your dog. These were well-behaved dogs. They came up. They kissed Micah. Um, 
and got her shirt all wet, so she wasn't oh. happy about that. <laughs> and then when we made it up to the lake, the dogs went in the water. Oh. And then came over by us, shook off. Of course. And then left. Like their owners told us, told them to do it to us. <laughs> yeah, don't come over here and shake. Go over to those no. strangers. But it was really easy to get out there. It was about an hour and a half drive. We parked at a parking lot. We entered it in the first trailhead, went up a little over three miles, and gained 1,500 feet in elevation with plenty of switchbacks. And the last half mile, you're pretty out of breath. Um, <laughs> and then you see the waterfall. You're almost there. And then, bam, there's the lake. Oh. And it was it was easy to do, hindsight. But when you're in the moment, we didn't bring enough water. Oh. Nor patience. <laughs> so... We were in this mindset of we have to go faster, we have to go faster. We would have just slowed down and purposely taken more breaks. I think we could have had a great time, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Did you have a tight agenda, something to get back to? We just wanted to get to the lake. Oh, and you're we just, just excited. Well, we were in that ruck mindset, yeah. like, which is hiking. But, you know, my husband's rucking, has his rucksack with my daughter in it. So that's 70 pounds with all the other food we brought. Um, she wanted me to carry her at some point, too. So honestly... We were in that, we have to have the best rock time. <laughs> we're going to do this. And we forget like, hey, just enjoy the view. <laughs> you don't have, it's not a race. No. Not it, this time. No, it was gorgeous. Um, plenty of people on the trail. Not too many. We saw, you know, some here and there. Enough to make noise so the bears knew we, we were there. Yeah, Didn't have to good. wear. And then... Once we got to the lake, we were able to spread out enough that we didn't really interact with any of the people there. That's perfect. Yeah. My husband caught two fish. Um, The wildflowers, gorgeous. It was a little windy. Then we saw a mountain goat. Um, He was camera shy. Was it hot that day? No. It was perfect temperature. Perfect. Dressed in layers, needed the sweatshirt at one point. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) So we do have what... My experience of our lake on our website, it's listed under day hikes. There's a picture, a close-up picture of some trees. If you look really closely, you know what you're looking for. You're going to see a goat butt. So (laughs) that's why that picture is there. Um, But we also saw a big deer or buck, and he was on the trail. I filmed them, got some awesome photographs. But it was as if we were the only people there. That's awesome. I didn't need a camp. It was a perfect day trip. Yeah. I think that's what's really nice about the Rocky Mountain Front. Uh, You don't have to overnight up there. And you can get up early in the morning or you can get up late in the morning, still go do those experiences and come back. So no matter what style of adventurer you are, you don't necessarily have to be up there before sunrise. And No, we started our hike just before 1 p.m. We were back at home by 8.30. Perfect. And the, the thing is... I would not have wanted to have camped there with the day I had had. I wanted to get back in the car and, and go home ready. Like, <laughs> let's in the sassy pants and, and let's have fun. And that was just a day. One day that I was able to go to this amazing lake, put it on our Facebook or my personal Facebook. My friends are like, where is this? I want to go. I'm like, come on, people. You know about our lake? You've never been there? <laughs> Uh, granted it was my first time <laughs> but you now you're an expert so you can you can pull shade like that it's I, fine well so what i want to go to i don't know if i'm going to make it enough time but rebecca went to swift dam yes so it was an overcast day when we headed out um 
And oddly enough, we were fishing in Valir the day before, mm-hmm. and we came through and saw the sign. I said, I've always wanted to go there. Well, the next day, we're at home, wake up, and it's rainy and kind of overcast. I said, you know, there's nothing better to do. You want to head back up and go to Swift Dam? And of course, out we went, and it was absolutely amazing. We were like the only people up there. There were other people, but we never saw them. Mm-hmm. And the reason we knew there were other people was because there was a pickup there. So we assumed they were canoeing or kayaking somewhere in the water, but we never saw them. Okay. You get, I think it's so strange because you can get so close to the dams. Like you could fall over the dam if you're not paying any attention. Where else in the world are you just allowed that kind of access? The, the water there? Wow. It is so, it's like that glacier blue color of the water. It's pristine, flowing right from the glaciers, I can assume, because it's not that far from Glacier National Park. not at all. And it's just south. You're not in the park. And there's so many different hiking trails in the area. The other weird thing about, I shouldn't say weird, there's a county park kind of if you're driving up to the dam and be the first left you take, you can see the dam, but you're not quite there. And then you go back in and it's a little camping area that is this county park, which I would have never suspected. But it's, it's there for your, you can grill. <laughs> There's, you can spend the night. You can, there is a trailhead there to take okay. you back further into the mountains. We didn't, we didn't do that trail because I was with my loving spouse and he's not a hiker. Well, it lo- you still guys got to great vantage points from the photos that I've seen. Oh, yeah. He, we took, I took so many pictures. He pulled out his binoculars. There were elk in the mountains, so we were able to see a lot of the elk tracks up in there. They were a distance away. You wouldn't be able to see them with the naked eye. Okay. And then as we started to leave, there were the canoers that were coming back in and the coolest part was you could see like swift reservoir the Mm -hmm. area that was contained and made it look like a lake but then there was like two rock gates that took you further back into swift creek i assume is what the name of it is i could be completely wrong who cares but they were coming in and robert goes we need a canoe (laughs) said we do need a canoe just not a coleman not a coleman (laughs) So how long does it take to get to Swift Dam? You know, you head from Great Falls to Dupuyer, and then right outside of Dupuyer, there's a really nice rest area on mm-hmm. the left-hand side as you're heading north. And then you take that road in 18 miles. It's gravel, but very well maintained. It takes about an hour and 45 minutes to get out there. Okay. And then we spent easily two to three hours just bumming, flowing around. The neat thing about the area is there's a lot of rocks, like, covering the ground. The The dam, the water had flown over the dam and had deposited a bunch of rocks in that area. So it's like a rock bed of a lake. Oh. But since the water is still within the dam, it doesn't flow anymore. So you're walking around on a lot of rocks. Okay. And it was beautiful, too. Like, oh. the green and the overflow and... The um, but I, the overflow looks like a waterfall, and does. so everybody asks, "Where's that waterfall uh, at the dam?" Yeah. <laughs> it's just the water that's coming out over the dam side. But when you get on top of the dam, it's got like a 
drip edge. Okay. <laughs> so like the dam, you'd have to flow up over the dam and then it would go into this canal drip edge that would f- push it into that overflow area. So it'll never actually go over the dam itself. Huh. And you can walk, if you were to get into Swift Reservoir, you can walk right to the edge of that of the overflow of the overflow area. Uh-huh. I got a little nervous, so I didn't go all the way, but it's really beautiful and and you can see where the water would raise and rise and fall and, and there's a lot of debris um, when it's low. But oh my god, was it amazing. I think my adventures in Great Falls this summer really reminded me of the different levels of adventure that I am. Yeah. When my daughter is in a rucksack on my husband's back, I am much lower risk. <laughs> so we're like climbing this mountain and there's gravel. I'm like, if he makes one wrong step, <laughs> he's tumbling. Yeah. And then you're like, you, you're at the reservoir. If I take, if I'm not paying attention, <laughs> then I mean, I guess just pay attention. You're fine. We're yeah. fine. Nothing happened. This is just nope. my worst case scenario machine that goes into overdrive. <laughs> don't. Don't get overzealous and just start running around without paying attention to your surroundings because it could end disastrously. But I hiked back to the bottom of the dam, which was a different area than where the overflow was. And they had just this great pool of water that comes out of the base of the dam and flows into a little creek. And it was wonderful. It had been so hot this summer yeah, that to have that overcast day... And then to be able to soak your feet in water, <laughs> it was so awesome that day. I did notice with some of the pictures that the trees blocked the view. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing. But, you know, if you're a better photographer than I am, you might be able to get better pictures. I think, I think you just need a drone to get <laughs> to get out of the way of the trees. But um, in town, we did a lot of stuff, too. Well, and it was a... And a different summer in the fact that we had Western Art Week during this summer. So yeah. that's one of my favorite times of year, only because I love to buy something new for myself. I mean, or as a gift for someone. Myself. <laughs> so we had the mayor on earlier today. So we're recording two episodes in one day. And what I really wanted to ask him was... What's your favorite event in Great Falls? Oh. But I didn't want him to, like, say something in that event being like, Mayor Kelly's favorite <laughs> event has told on we're no damn experts. And it's always a tough, even when we have guests and they're like, where's your favorite place to eat? Mm, we can't I don't go, have one. Like, you can't go wrong anywhere you go. What's the one thing I should do when I'm here? Mm, spend the night. <laughs> exactly. So, in town, we... Earlier this year, you listened to our podcast, and we were talking about the downtown summer jams, the Hootenanny, baseball games. So in one weekend, we were busy. I was, we're going to be the family that does the most. We went to a Voyagers game. This is my husband's first, my second. Oh, yeah. Micah's first as well. Got some good seats. Enjoyed Jeremiah Johnson beers. Um, It was a perfect summer day. My daughter met Orbit. Mm-mm. The funny thing is, I tell my husband we're going to the Voyagers game, and I said, you know why they're named the Voyagers? Because of Lewis and Clark, you know, he says this. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's because of the first recorded UFO instance, and I tell him the whole story of, of the man with his receptionist on the <laughs> field for Mr. a picnic. Mariani. Oh, Mr. Mariani with his... 19-year-old. 
with assistant. The re- yeah, with the recorder ready and available. Um, why he saw UFO and they're now the vo- or you know the Voyagers and that's orbit. And he's like, you're lying. He looks it up. <laughs> well, and Wikipedia will tell you we're right. Yep, Wikipedia says that. So we went there, had a blast. The next day, I think we did a family hike in the sluice boxes, which was awesome. But we still haven't done the eight-mile loop. And I don't think I ever will. Yeah. It takes a bigger commitment. I think I'd love to get back to where the train tunnel is. I've only seen pictures. Same. And and I also want to go there in the fall, which is probably not the best time to go all the way back, but... I want to see those fall colors in person. And you've done that. I have. And I haven't gone all the way back, but it was middle of September, went to Sluice Boxes, and I only hiked 0.6 miles in, if that, along the cliff Uh, edge. Yeah. And I still got those awesome photos. So really, it doesn't take much of a commitment to see the foliage. All the photos that I've taken, people you need to know have only gone the furthest back in the park of 0.71 miles, thanks to my watch that tracked everything, but went down to the water, fished, or yep. watched people fish. I thought my husband brought a pole. He didn't. And then on the way back out, it was easy. Yeah. Um, great. We did see a lot of people from ranches at Belt Creek. Oh, yeah. From out of town. They were from California. And they had a boombox oh. playing music. And I'm, my husband commented, like, yeah, that's what I do when I go hiking is I <laughs> listen to music. And I'm like, hey, everyone does it differently, you know. But then I'm, and then I'm thinking more. They're scared of bears. <laughs> that and, makes sense. And they're just making noise so the bears know they're there. We had guests on this morning that uh, just came down from Glacier this morning. And as they were leaving Glacier yesterday... They saw a grizzly and her cub in the grasslands near uh, St. Mary's entrance. Oh. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, we see bears, but we don't see grizzly bears that often. I saw grizzly bears, a grizzly bear and two of her cubs at Glacier this time. Well, middle of September in 2019 when we're just getting into the park. And all these cars are pulled over, binoculars out. People running towards it? No, we weren't Yellowstone people, (laughs) but it was binocular type distance. And I was like, so this is Glacier. (laughs) So they're out there. Well, your baseball thing that happened, the Voyagers, the baseball thing, (laughs) we hosted our friends and family for 4th of July at our house. Big Barbecue came down for the Hootenanny where we listened to Lanco. Who gave us a huge shout out for the greatest damn town. So thank you, Lanco, for that. They put on such a phenomenal performance. It was amazing. I mean, I'm going to brag a little bit. (laughs) So not only do I get to know everything about Great Falls and get people excited about, which is awesome. Because I'm not an extrovert. I like people to feel comfortable, though. So when I meet someone new... I get them excited about Great Falls, and I love just seeing them for the first time, like, what? I didn't know that. And, you know, people start asking questions, and then, sure enough, I have their next month planned for them. Right. But another bonus part is that I got to uh, be the photographer for that event, (laughs) and I was able to meet the band. I talked to them, and then I was pretty much on stage just taking pictures of them when they went out into the crowd. I know. 
behind us was the opening act. So, you know, you stand in the street. They close down the street, so everybody's just hanging out, having fun, listening to music. Mm-hmm. The opening act just hung out behind us to listen to the Lanco concert. Yep, this just like that, yeah. So it, I turned around. I said, thanks for being here. I was really glad. Are you going to the baseball game? They're like, yeah, this is really awesome. So we're... <laughs> We're telling people, my husband has witnessed me introduce Great Falls to people and explain the sip and dip. Oh, yes. And I say the sip and dip is kind of a rite of passage for anyone that is a country musician that's been in Montana. They have to come to Great Falls to go to the sip and dip. Yeah, it's like you haven't made it in Nashville unless you've been to the sip and dip in Great Falls. So my husband hears this. We do the land cow. Um... And then the baseball game is later that night. We didn't go to the baseball game. My daughter was tired. I was too, actually. <laughs> My husband says, are they going to be at the Sip and Dip tonight? Lanco? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, according to you, they should be. Sure enough, next day, Sip yep. and Dip posts a picture of Lanco. They're great swimmers. And <laughs> they went to the Sip and Dip and had fun with the mermaid. So I guess they had fun while they were here because... <laughs> They left after their performance, and I said, well, when do you normally play this? We haven't played this early in a long time. <laughs> but I guess they didn't mind playing early because they got to go to the Sip and Dip and play with mermaids yeah. and just swim around. Well, why wouldn't that just cap your 4th of July day? Of, you know, oh, yeah, just played a concert and then went with mermaids. But the other events that we've had in town, the Lewis and Clark Festival. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Where... Where we played with snakes. We played with snakes and a snake went in my purse. Um, it it was funny. I met the new director. Yep. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And I met her once before, so I didn't really remember her face. And she was dressed differently that day. She was in traditional leather dress that would have been appropriate wear in the 1800s. So not normal. No, not something you'd see her in t- any other day. And I forget who I'm, t- I'm talking with, Dwayne Bouchai, who's been on our podcast. And then Elizabeth comes up and she's, and I'm talking to her because I don't want to introduce myself as someone from tourism. But eventually it comes out. <laughs> yeah, you just want to be a spectator that day. Yeah, because I got my daughter with me. I don't want to, you know, have her pull up my leg while I'm telling you like, and then you're going to take a left. <laughs> And then sure enough, she's like, oh, I'm Elizabeth. I'm like, oh, you're the new director. And sure enough, she was a, a snake charmer herself. Yes. But no one got to touch the rattlesnake. No. With good reason. <laughs> well, the the reasoning that they were telling us why people get bit by rattlesnakes here, because they're not looking where they put their hand. Right. And that most of the times when you're bit by a rattlesnake, it's not even venomous. They don't inject the venom. They just... Like, hey, this is my space. Like, don't Stay put away. your hand on this rock where I'm sunbathing. I had my niece here for that weekend. The My brother's kids come and hang out with us every now and again when they want to have fun, I guess. And so we went to the Lewis and we went to the farmer's market that morning. Mm-hmm. And I love this girl. She picked out soaps organic soaps you know handmade soaps that she loved and we got some great bracelets oh we bought no produce or (laughs) or bread or anything else that you would expect at the farmer's market but that is the cool thing and she walked around and got to meet all the vendors and then we went out to the lewis and clark festival and she saw the snakes and first she's like oh i don't know about this but she was really brave and 
held one of the snakes and actually went up to the snake dude and said, thank you so much for teaching me about snakes so that I'm not so scared of them anymore. I'm like, that's really nice because education is key (laughs) to not being afraid of what you see in the wilderness. So Yeah, we saw a snake on our, our sleuth box hike. And my daughter's the one that pointed it out and told my husband, like, look, snake. He's like, you're lying. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's there. We, she wasn't scared, thankfully, maybe because of that encounter with Lewis and Clark snake guy. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And they did have some vendors there. And I looked at this piece of leather that then had like fur in the inside. I'm like, what is this? So like, this is where you keep your flies. Oh. For fly fishing. I'm like, this is just another expensive accessory <laughs> for the sport that Fred told us about. We um, didn't get there as early as you guys were there. So you got to see the beaver demonstration. We did not. We weren't really there for the beaver <laughs> demonstration. We walked by when they were skinning it. We didn't get up close. <laughs> I did see a skinned animal. And then we walked by again to take some photos and a woman <laughs> walking off with the tail oh no and she goes up to micah and like do you want to bet the tail <laughs> no no my daughter's like you are a stranger with a tail like <laughs> if there's ever been a case for stranger danger this is the like, moment yes yeah, like this one not only do i not know you and you're quickly walking towards me but you have a, a, a beaver tail and you want to ask if i want to pet it so no she was not for that um <laughs> They did have some other great stuff, but we went to the farmer's market this summer, and I didn't get any produce. I got chicken skewers, and then we bought... Uh, <laughs> They're always so good. They are. The line's so long, but worth it. We got a pottery, or some pottery. It's a chip and, and dip <gasps> tray. I think I, I saw the vendor, and I'm like, oh, that's a really nice chip and dip I, tray. I was, and then I look at the price, and I'm like, it's only $45? Yeah. Like, sold. Like... <laughs> I'm going to buy this and then tell you your prices are too low. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So we bought it and now I have it on my kitchen table just sitting there because it's so pretty. There's only been chips and dip in it once, (laughs) but I'm like, this is a masterpiece where it it deserves like wallet area all the time. At the Lewis and Clark Festival, my niece, the trooper that she is, we did the entire adventure experience. And she did really good. It was hot that day, too. It was so hot, and I wanted to quit, but she was not, she had no quit in her at all. Did they do the yelling part? Uh, We didn't do the scream and yell. (laughs) We did the tie you up and see if you can get out. What? (laughs) It seems worse than it is. Well, I mean, uh, I've been through some military (laughs) training where talk about escape and evade. uh, they tie your wrists together, and then the other person has their wrists tied, oh. but the rope is twisted, and you have to figure out how to get out of the out of the twisted the situation. Rope. Yeah, and I kept thinking, it's a good skill to have, but as traditional native games, you also start to wonder, son of a gun, Rebecca. Why are they playing this? Why do, why do we have to play this? And then you're like, yeah, we're not going to read into it any further nope, than this. No, it's just a team building exercise. Yep, and, and we're going to keep going. Timed obstacle. <laughs> we did the stick on a hoop. Hoop stick. Game. Okay, yeah. Um, after a few tries, my daughter finally got it. Um, she was very excited about that. I I got it my first time, whatever. <laughs> did not get it my second, third, or fourth. 
And then they did the water one. Did she yep. like the water one? I loved the water one. She really enjoyed it. And then she won. Oh. And I'm just going to say, I think Rangers, you might have let her win. Really? They didn't really run fast. Oh. I think I could have beat her. Well. But it was also hot and I wasn't going to run. So we walk up. My my daughter's the youngest one participants. And the ranger's like, you can go in this line and play. And all the kids turn around like, oh, no. <laughs> a three-year-old on my team. But I helped my daughter. And her team won. So I That's wanted good. to be like, forget you guys. The ones that said, you know, you didn't want her on my team. You get me. Yeah. No, she, my niece was the only one down there at the time. So okay. she played against the ranger helper. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had, we had kids that I didn't, were battling. I guess they didn't think I was equipped to play. No, you're ready. To, you're <laughs> I just... was ready. I mean, I did the fishing game, which was down by the fish hatchery. I mean, I, I was doing my thing. I didn't get to play the water game. <laughs> did you go to any of the presentations by Dr. Gary Molden, Moulton? I did not. I did not either, um, but I did run into a couple at NBAR that weekend. I was there taking some photos for a visitor guide that will be out soon, <laughs> doing another plug for it, because I know you guys love hearing about us. It's really pretty. It's super pretty. And there was a couple there saying, what are you doing? And I was just taking pictures of a drink, and I left it at that. <laughs> then they start talking to me, and I'm f- into five minutes of conversation. They're like... What do you do? And I'm like, I actually work for tourism. And they're like, oh, okay, that's how you know everything. And there's some statistics in your talk. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I couldn't hide it much longer. But they were from California, and they were doing um, the Lewis and Clark Trail, and they made sure the festival was part of their stop. And they were one of the 20 lucky people on the float trip. <gasps> and they went to the dinner. Yeah. For Dr. Gary Moulton. They were they pretty much did everything. They were so excited. Um and then they they wanted to know where to eat and drink. And I'm so like, this isn't including part of our tour. I'm like, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But they they loved it here and they loved the Ryan Dam and the falls and the suspension bridge. So just seeing how excited they were about the Lewis and Clark history, it's a great reminder. Because like we say, if we don't mention them We get a fine. We get a fine, shut down. Tape yeah. up our doors. They take our our name badges away, tell us we can't be here anymore. So we'll do another plug for our website. Uh, visit greatfallsmontana.org. If you go to the blog, we have one up about the Lewis and Clark Festival. And even if you did miss it, there's ways to enjoy snippets of it throughout the rest of the year. Lewis and Clark have such a strong hold on our experience here. And it's not like they were only in the Great Falls area. But the fact that they spent the most time here... And the festival that they do put on really does share the full story of what it was like to be on the Corps of Discovery oh, expedition. Yeah. And and I've said it a hundred times before, I would have quit long before we got to Great Falls. Yes. I mean, I, I mean St. Louis is probably where I would have quit. No, thank you. <laughs> President, no, I'm not your person. <laughs> no, not today. But to see the tenacity of what it takes and the amount of work it took to be a part of that is really impressive. And then to be able to share that with generation after generation without them having to accept <laughs> to accept the president's offer in St. Louis yeah. is really cool, especially the way that the festival incorporates things for adults, things for children, and really engages on all levels and all fronts. It, 
it really is when you tell someone like Lewis and Clark Festival, you don't know what to take it out of her face value. I don't know if this is a school field trip. I walk up, I see a ton of kids, but then it, you walk up again, there's more adults. Um, yeah. There's people like me, like pushing kids away. Let me hold a snake. <laughs> you've you've held that snake long enough. It's I my know. turn. It's so it's pretty much adults like me that don't know like when to give <laughs> the kids a chance. But I I mean I had a blast and it was one of the one of the awesome experiences that my daughter has had because we live here. Yeah. And while again if you missed it, they have ranger talks and I know the first people's buffalo jump as well as Giant Spring Stakes Park will also have similar snake experiences that you can maybe catch when you're visiting here next summer. And the and the snake handler is a really smart dude. Yes. I I don't know if he just hangs out his, at his house and books snake gigs or if he has a job outside of that, but his knowledge base is amazing. And oh, the yeah. way he can keep track of that many snakes and know <laughs> where they came from and... Oh, yeah. Where's that... <laughs> Where's the one that with the rattle? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be scary. The really neat thing um, that I'll just tell on myself, there was a portion of the River's Edge Trail that the adventure experience was on that I'd never been on. Really? So, yeah. It was before you went under the tunnel towards Giant Springs, you, could, you went down um, into this little canyon area and then back up into the park area where the bear was. It was awesome. Real, I haven't been there. It either. wasn't. A, it was just a short portion of it. But again, love the River's Edge Trail, but so many portions of it you just can't get done. So we're gonna have to just talk to the trail manager and say we need an we need a, a permit. Guide. <laughs> we need a guided drive. Exactly. Get on the ATV, four wheeler, whatever it is, golf cart, and let's just ex- let's go around. And I'll I'll take some photos and I'll give them to you. Yeah. Because I haven't done all 53 miles. I'm not Chance. <laughs> no. Nor will I ever be on the bike doing those kind of rides at four in the morning. No. No, I want to be that committed, but I'm not. Well, I have some bad news coming up for you. Oh. If you thought summer was full <laughs> of activities, you know that falls just around the corner. And it's packed as well? Yes. There's no rest for the weary? None. Because... As a tree city USA, <laughs> we are going to have fall again here, and you're going to have that pressure to see the fall foliage. While we did talk with Dwayne Vushai about star parties not returning to the Lewis and Clark Center, there's one coming. I think I saw it at First People's Buffalo Jump. Yes, and they're going to have a fairly large turnout. Oh, my goodness. Thankfully, they made us a co-host for the event on Facebook, so I can already see that over 2,200 people are interested in the event. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've never been to a star party, and I didn't think they were a big deal. I thought it was like 20 people that would gather in a parking lot. No. No. It is a massive turnout. There's like three to five hundred people when it was at the first or at the Lewis and Clark Center. I read some interesting data about how outdoor recreation is exploding. We all know that people are rushing, but what's the interesting part I read is that the equipment for outdoor rec is beyond belief. Normally, when there's that influx, people aren't really committing to buying equipment. Oh. They're renting, but they're, they can't keep kayaks, canoes, backpacks, outdoor gear in stock. So much so that companies are wondering how 
this influx of outdoor recreation and going to star parties, going on the River's Edge Trail, seeing all the state and national parks, is going to affect what you wear to work. Oh. Yeah. I do have two complete different wardrobes, one for work, one for recreation. And we were doing (laughs) photo headshots one time and you said... You know, just wear something casual. And I said, I either go from super dressy to <laughs> ghetto. Like, there's really no in-between, so I can't really be casual. And, and she looked beautiful. She wore a <laughs> Kelly Green blouse. So it worked, okay? Yeah. Um, so, you know, just know that um, we see that, though, in, in Great Falls. The mayor shows up in his um, sneakers and a quarter zip <laughs> the pullover and his trail hiking pants and... And he's, he still looks professional. Yeah, that's still, the mayor. All right. So with this in mind, this, the star party is going to be big, but every other outdoor event is going to be pretty big too. Did you know that in one weekend in Great Falls, we have over 58 events in three days? Holy. What weekend is this? This is going to be September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Um, I wouldn't call it a shenanigans more of a ruckus. I would call it a ruckus. Along a big river. Big river ruckus. That's probably what they should call it. I think they are calling it that. So <laughs> I just, um, you handle all the events for our office, so I'm really removed from that. Yes, Rebecca will. So I'm always shocked. I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. And Maddie's like, yeah, it's been on our, you know, the materials we deliver as tourism for the last two and a half months. I'm like, oh, I just saw it today. <laughs> So if you go to our website, visit greatfallsmontana.org and click on events as a drop down to Big River Ruckus. And it's going to detail all three days, all the events and where they are throughout town. They're centered along the Missouri River and Gibson Park and the Skate Park. So you're going to have a lot to do because we're talking about not only big bands that are going to be coming here playing on multiple stages. But what I'm personally excited about is the Chalk Walk Extravaganza. Oh, I went to an art festival in a different community and we happened upon the chalk festival. Yes. And we walked by and I swear to goodness, I never wanted to never spill my drink at (laughs) one one more instance. We saw someone paint the rock in his black turtleneck with the fanny pack to marvelous butterflies. Yeah. So I'm really curious what kind of artists that we're going to have and the art we're going to see on the, the chalk extravaganza. What I saw today, which you probably already knew about, yes. was <laughs> we have a, a, a bike ride that happens earlier in the year that uh, Northwestern Energy sponsors, and it's the... Beyond the Dam. Beyond the Dam. There we go. And you can cross over the top of one of the dams on your bike. It's usually only once a year. Well, guess what? Twice. It's happening during Big River Ruckus. You get to cross over on Cochrane Dam between 9 and 4. And And I am super excited to see those bicyclists be able to do that because it draws a crowd. Oh, yes. And it draws foot traffic, too, towards the end. It's free to do. And they just ask that you make a donation if you want to. Right. And that's good enough for me. But... Another thing is going to be the Luminaria Walk. Oh, I love the Luminaria Walk. So in prepping our We're September To-Do list blog, I finalized it last night. 
And normally they're really sarcastic. And I just remember <laughs> having Becky Nelson on the podcast where she's talking about it. And I'm like, so you have a thousand bags on fire along the side. <laughs> but I couldn't write that this year because they used the pre-lit candles because right. it's not only safer, it's more efficient because I guess it might blow out. But that's yeah. going to be awesome. They're going to have food. My first musicians. My first luminaria walk was with actual lighted candles, bags flaming as you walked, but they had music along the trail, and it was from Black Eagle Falls down towards Lewis and Clark Interpretive Center and back. Okay, so and you just carried gasoline with you, and you're like, I'll just encourage this (laughs) way. There's been enough rain this year. It's fine. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) During that event, there's also going to be a sunrise yoga. At Gibson Park. Oh, this is my dream come true. Like, you you get to go there, and it's going to be amazing. And did you know that there's also, well, it's not this month. It's actually this weekend. They're doing the yoga and the the sunflower fields near, uh, near Craig, a scenic drive oh. down there. They're going to host yoga there, too. Well, so that'll she, be nice. She's hosted it at the First People's Buffalo Jump, too. I wonder where she's going to come up with next. Maybe we should just solicit or have her do it somewhere. The roaming yoga? Yeah, roaming yoga. Just find her. She'll post it. You know, you'll get a secret text. Pop-up yoga? There we go. No, okay. I don't want that. I need to mentally prepare for it. Well, and tonight we have the final downtown summer jam. Oh, yeah, it is Wednesday. Yeah. And I mean, you listeners aren't going to get to be a part of that if you're listening on Friday. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, but, the but then one. we have uh, Night Market on Friday as well. Yes. And uh, final um, final Farmer's Market that happens this Saturday for the season as well. Oh. So if that, you... I thought that was Labor Day weekend that it was ending. Mm. They are going to have a Farmer's Market during Big River Ruckus at Whitaker oh, okay. Park. So then never mind. I lied. <sighs> Liar. Edit that out. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> plenty, plenty to do, and then also in September, the the symphony returns. Oh, and did you hear Broadway's coming back? I didn't see it on the schedule, unless it's. I don't it? know if it's on the schedule yet. I think they're firming up the schedule, but it's coming back. Okay, because I spent a good few hours adding their events to our website. <laughs> I'm like, so glad the symphony is back. <laughs> With different locations and starting times for every event. No, no copy, just copy and paste no, here. Nothing like that. Um, but they even had the um, preview with Grant Harville on the schedule, too. So encourage people to listen to that Thursday night preview so you know what you're doing. Yeah. And also this fall, we have the Newberry opening. Which is going to, we're going to have to just have Scott on the podcast or, you know, the people who are actually in charge. Yes. We, Carrie we and can have Carrie Kaylee. On. Yeah. Let's have them on instead. Because <laughs> Scott's going to just be like, just a second, let me text Carrie. <laughs> but the amount of talent that they're bringing in, I'm pretty excited about Sawyer Brown and uh, Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Diamond Trio. Rio. Rio. Darn it. But they, I think, no, they're not a trio. There's like five or six of them. So I put on our Facebook what I thought was a funny joke. Like, here's an unpopular opinion. Don't meet in the middle. Meet in Great Falls for Diamond Rio. And 
That's a pretty good one. I didn't get any laugh emojis on it. So if you find that post on Facebook, please feel free to encourage my puns or horrible titles (laughs) along the way. It's not an easy job, people. We got to be on every day. Every day. There's no off season here. Okay. (laughs) There's tons to do. And we are going to be sharing your September to-do list this Thursday about everything that to do in Great Falls in September, but we also have all the events that are coming up this fall on our website where you know where that is already. I won't say it again, but we're going to be tired, and it's we're almost at an hour, Rebecca. We oh, gotta, my. We and rest. you thought this was going to be like a 20-minute episode. Well, our lake will take nine years out of my life whenever <laughs> I tell someone about it. But this is the thing. Everyone, you know, when they when people visit with us, they're like, oh, this must be your busy season. I'm like, Mm. All year long is our busy season because there's never really a time you aren't having something to do in Great Falls. And we didn't really talk fully about the farmer's market and they had that touch a truck event with it too. And then the sidewalk sale. It's We didn't talk about the Montana State Fair. Craft Brew Week. Western Art Week that happened two weekends. special edition one. Yeah. I bought some really nice new earrings. Oh. So... Beautiful. <laughs> she did get some art. I love it. Then we didn't talk about Motober Fest, Motober Mile. We, you know, and this just gets us into fall. And then there's winter where we got PRCA Circuit Finals Rodeo coming back to Great Falls in January. Basketball season starts, which is a huge thing for me. I don't think a lot of people <laughs> want to travel from like outside of Montana for that, but Northern Sea Class. Northern Class C basketball. Uh, Guys, she's on the Kool-Aid for this one. I And her and James <laughs> Parker Shield, they, they will talk about some C Class basketball. We'll never make the podcast, but no, if you want to stop in here and just talk about Class C basketball, I'm your girl. There you go. I, just one more thing of event that you can do in September. You can learn how to make socks at the Farmer's Daughter's Fiber. Uh, I went in there finally. Isn't it gorgeous? I want to buy all the threads. Or skeins or whatever the yarn is called. I, I just was looking around and they're trying to talk to me and I want to be like, Shh, I'm looking at your stuff. Let me enjoy this moment. I don't know where this is going to fit anywhere in my house, but I'm going to make this store my home. <laughs> yes. Because it is gorgeous in there. So I can't imagine how pretty it would be for them to teach me how to wear, make socks that I can then wear on my fall hike. Yes. Because the September to-do list does not include pumpkin spice latte. Does it include the pumpkin patch that opens um, the pumpkin maze, the it corn should. maze? There we go. I didn't open it open in September. I'm still caught on the sunflowers, but if it is, um, we'll, we'll make note. It may not be open in September. It could be another lie. I read it somewhere. I didn't really read the details. I really leave that up to you. Thanks. <laughs> She's trusting again that I can read. <laughs> If you want these show notes, as well as the list of our uh, things to do for the month, mind you, there's only 10 items when we well know there's over 200 to do a month because that one weekend there's like 60. We're no damn experts.com or give me a phone call 406-761-4436. And as always, you can stop in and visit us and, you know, tell us what your favorite things are at 100 First Avenue North in the lower level suite for just a little while longer. And until we see your bright, smiling, happy, healthy, shining face here in Great Falls, we hope you are having an amazing time creating memories wherever you are. Bye-bye. 
We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good. On the next episode of War No Damn Experts, Mayor Bob Kelly joins us here in the podcast studio. War No Damn Experts is produced by Great Falls, Montana Tourism with original music by the best damn musician, Joel Corda. <laughs>